This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. What a great schus it is that Haderech has sponsored a shear on Hanukkah to reach out across the world. I personally had the great tzuchus just a couple of weeks ago to watch Haderach in action. How they touch the hearts and the minds of thousands of Achenuk B'nai Yisrael. It is something that is wondrous. May they continue their work. Our shir is on Hanukkah, the Talmud and Meseches Shabbos that discusses the nais. Let me quote. And when finally they were victorious, Malchus Beis Chashmonoi, the Chashmonoim, Bodku Veloy Motsu Elapach Echod Shel Shemen, they searched, they looked, and they could only recover one Pach, one small Kuz of oil. That was it, Shemen Zayazoch, pure olive oil. Velohoyabo Elaladlik, Yom Echod. But there was only enough to last for one day. The great Satmarov, Zecher Tzadik Kodesh Vator Livrocha, asked the question, how could it be if Hashem is doing a miracle? Why was there only one that was found? And if that one was found, why couldn't there be enough oil to last for all of the eight days? Why is it that there was only enough to last for one day? And then Hashem had to make it last longer and longer. It could have been so much simpler. Says the great Satmarov, something fascinating. Because all of the miracles of Hanukkah were going to continue throughout all of the Golos, all of the exile, when we are going to be at the darkest point, the miracles of Hanukkah continue to visit us those miracles continue to surface. It's all nimshach. It is all drawn from the original Hanukkah. And those miracles are what we, in our own days, experience. How fascinating it is that there were two types of miracles. One, that there was even that Pach Shemen that was not found by the Yavanim. They missed it. Hashem Yisparach hit it. Even it was in front of their very eyes, they weren't able to see it. Because if Hashem does not give them the koyach to see it, it's invisible to them. That's the first miracle. And the second miracle, on such a great level, that even sometimes it's going to be, that we're going to have just a little, the littlest bit, something minute. Hashem will make it, that it will last that it will spread, that it will increase, that it will multiply. That is the greatness of Hashem in our generation that we are able to see both of the miracles because sometimes we may need the first and sometimes we may be in need of the second. What it tells us, says the Divrei Yoel, is even at a time of Hester Ponim, even at a time when it is a choshech, kofol mechopol, it's a double darkness. It's in the thick of the exile of the Golos. Even at that time, Hashem Yisbaruch is watching us. We have the Ashkocha Proteus, the divine providence is there. It is in all the times in the world, at the darkest times, at the brightest times, on the good days, on the not so good days. 
Hashem is always shielding over us. That's the lesson of Hanukkah. Never, ever give up. Even at a time when we thought, all is gone, all is lost. Why even look for the Pach and Why look for the oil? They trampled everything. Hashem Yisbarach said, it was during that time, I was watching out for you. And I made one buried. I made one that they couldn't see. I made one that they would miss. That is the greatness of Klal Yisroel, knowing that Hashem does miracles for us each and every day. On those great miracles that we have each and every day in the Niflos, in the wonders, Becholes, at every moment. Everybody knows that the survivors of the Holocaust, they didn't talk a lot. They were quiet, very quiet. Many didn't talk. And when they went to interview them, I spoke with one of the people, and he told me that he came to interview Asher Sapleti, a survivor. He didn't want to say anything. And he begged him, please, they will have to know in the future generations. Tell us what happened. Tell us what went on. We should know. It should be recorded in history. It is so important for the future. Then, maybe a little bit, but many were not interested. However, as the years went on, there was one time that all across the board universally, anyone who was a sheriff of Plate Yid began to talk. When? At the Pesach Seder. And, of course, there was one Yid in Eretz Yisrael. He didn't say much, but he just said over one little story. And this Yid, he was a person very humble. He remarried and was zochah to bring up a son in Eretz Yisrael, a ben zekunim, a son in his elderly age. From time to time, they would be sitting in the living room or just in a discussion, and all of a sudden, he would get that distant look. And the father would begin just to stare. They knew during that time, don't disturb him. He's thinking about those days, those dark days. He's having a flashback. Just leave him at that moment. There was only one story that he did say, usually at the Pesach Seder. He would say it was towards the end of the war and the Allied forces were advancing and the Germans wanted to march them deeper and deeper. And it was a blizzard. It was such a freezing cold night and the snow was already knee deep and it was difficult for every step and we were starving and emaciated. But we were walking and I was there together with my brother My brother was a little bit weaker than me. All of a sudden, in the middle of the night, when we were being marched by the Nazis, my brother whispered to me, he said to me, Yaakov, I can't go on anymore. I'm just going to fall down in the snow. I can't do it. Everybody knows. As soon as someone would fall in the snow, he would be killed. They would shoot him. The brother said, I'm not letting you. He immediately put his arm around the arm of his brother 
in this man, the one who is saying the story over at the Pesach Seder, began to carry him. Mind you, he had no strength even for himself. But you know, it's difficult to carry only one. All of a sudden, there was another man, a fellow prisoner. I don't know where he came from, but he took the other arm of my brother and we both began to carry him and walk so that nobody would discover it. Unfortunately, I know what happened, the man said to his brother. He did not survive the war. He didn't make it to the liberation. But I always wondered, what happened to that other Yid? What happened to that Yid that helped me to carry him that night? That was the end of the story. There was a chasna in Yerushalayim Rakodesh. The father, now elderly, is invited to the chasna together with his son, with his ben zikunim. The chuppah was on the top floor. No elevator or escalator. And it was difficult for the father to walk. The father was having a hard time making it up the steps. And his son saw it. So he said, Abba, I will help you. He took his arm in one arm and began to carry him up. All of a sudden, there was an older Yid came out of nowhere and took the other arm of my father and began to take him up, up the steps. All of a sudden, my father had that distant look in his eyes and began to stare. And I got so impatient. I said, Abba, Abba, why now? It's a chasana, there's simcha and music and dancing. Why? And all of a sudden, my father turned to the man who was holding him on the right side. And he said to him, Shleimer, Dikensmer, Shleimer, Dikensmer, do you remember me? There standing on the right side was the same man who helped to carry in the gate Salmovis in the valley of the shadow of death so many decades before helped to carry his brother through that dark night. The son told me over the Misa, and when I heard it, I put a small Devar Torah with it. We say, Ach toi v'chesed yirdefuni ko yimei Toiv and chesed, good acts, benevolence, should pursue me all the days of my life. What does that mean, to pursue me? I want to say the following pshat. Sometimes a person is zoicha to do a chesed, to do a mitzvah, to do tztoka, to teach a vart, to reach out. They should be zoicha to do the same mitzvah 40 years from now, 50 years from now. Ko yemei chayai, all the days of my life. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.